Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I uh, just want to say, uh, you know, we've we've technically we've been we've been putting out pods like crazy, uh, but it's been fun to uh, be able to get into these division pods. We've got so many of them to listen to with so many different people. Uh, and please check them out. And, you know, in terms of rating us, subscribing, adding, whatever you got to do, uh, we definitely welcome it. Uh, we welcome the feedback. We welcome the comments. We welcome all that jazz. Uh, and, you know, without further ado, I, I'm very excited about this particular podcast. It's the vision that I'm honestly very intrigued by, uh, not because of like the way that I see it stack up, but just more so where the teams are going and the direction of which the teams are going uh, in the NFC South. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of news with Tampa and, you know, oh, whether, you know, what's going to happen with Brady and then Carolina's trying to find their quarterback and Atlanta's trying to figure out how to rebuild. And the Saints are kind of this underrated team that might contend. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to talk about this and I, I'm bringing back on uh, Dalton Shafker and and uh, and Colin Johns for this. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, uh, how are we feeling about uh, this particular pod and in, in the NFC South itself? Feeling good, Bob. You know, it's glad I'm glad to be back on. Uh, it was a blast the first time around. Been a while, but glad to be back. You know, talk with the boys and just get into this NFC South division. What up, Bobby? Thanks for having me for the first time, buddy. I uh, am excited about the division as well, but I think there's an easy, uh, easy winner of this division. We'll get into this here in a minute. And, you know, the interesting part, you know, is typically we, we just kind of do it by alphabetical. So we don't do anything too fancy. We're just going to do uh, Buccaneers. Uh, we're going to do Falcons. And then we're going to do the Panthers. And then we're going to do Suns. Uh, basically, just make it easy for you as a listener to follow along. So uh, we're going to start off with Tampa, uh, a team that, uh, to be honest with you, they just look so loaded right now. Uh, they're, they're ultimately a team that I think many see as, as you know, a team that could come out of the NFC, a team that uh, you know, many believe just kind of got better, just stacked the offense up, even with the retirement of Gronkowski. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're losing a beat. So, uh, Colin, you, know, you gave the hint. You thought this was a division that was pretty much theirs to lose. Uh, what makes you think that? And how do you think that uh, that's going to come together for them yeah, well, uh, first thing I look at is the goats coming back. Tom Brady is going to be back uh, for about his 60th season, I think now. Um, which and they're also getting uh, Mike Evans is going to be returning as well. Um, Godwin's coming back after last year, um, signing up Julio. That was it. Could go either way, in my opinion. Um, I think it could be a good option for them to have someone at least cover him because you can't leave a guy like Julio Jones open, um, even if he has gone downhill since his prime. Um, very deep rosters, like you said, especially on the offensive side. Um, top three offensive line, in my opinion. You could even say top five if you want to. Defense is just as strong, uh, top five. And losing Gronk, I don't think it's too big of a deal um, because that offense is just so loaded. I think the Saints could make a push um, to try to knock him down out of that, but I could see Tampa Bay getting around about 11 wins this year. I think I think Tampa certainly, you know, a consistent threat with Brady at quarterback. They've always had this nice roster, Dalton. But you know, now with Brady back in the picture, 
you know, he's not going to have his right hand guy with Gronkowski. And I'm, I'm just, I'm curious to see how it goes because anytime Brady ever needs something, he goes to Gronkowski. It's like, you know, that not having that option. I'm just curious to see who that guy is. And I kind of think it's Julio. And that's why I don't necessarily think that he's, I think he's going to be better than what people expect, but how do you see this, this Tampa offense thriving going? You know, I would have to agree a lot with what both of you said. Um, I do think they're the clear favorite as of now in the FC South. I mean, you don't get rich betting against Tom Brady. We've learned that. He's done it for how many years now, and he just keeps doing it every year. Well, this is the year he's going to fall off the cliff. Well, this is the year. We've been saying that for 10 years. The man's 45 and still putting up MVP season. You really just can't bet against Tom Brady anymore. Um I do agree they do have a great offensive line, but, you know, losing Ryan Jensen at center is huge. I mean, he basically came back because Brady was coming back. And to see him go down, that certainly doesn't help. Um, You know, I mean, they've got – obviously, they've got weapons galore. I mean, they brought in Russell Gage this offseason. He was expected to be, you know, probably their number two for a while while Godwin recovers, and then they go out and make another big splash and sign Julio – and, you know, Julio didn't look great last year, but if anyone can bring back Julio, it's Tom Brady. I I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all if Julio goes for 75, 1,008 this year. I mean, that's just the kind of player he still can be and the type of quarterback that Brady is. So, I mean, yeah, the Bucks have weapons all over the field, and it, to me, I would have to say they're the clear favorite right now. I think they – it's, it's tough to say they're not the favorite. I mean, you know, they go out and look, think, you know, speaking of the trenches, you know, they got Shaq Mason, a guy that Brady's known for a while. Um, Like I don't want to keep, you know, harping on it too much, but you know, their offensive firepower is, is very, very good. And I don't know if a lot of teams can stop that. Uh, I think their running game was really good last year and very promising. And I I have no reason to think that that's not going to be good again. And I think that's what kind of took this team to another level is when they chose to basically run the football, make that be the the key to their success and then let the passing come rather than just passing 50 times and hoping for the best. Uh, I I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on, but you know, I think this defense uh, you know, there's some pieces to this defense that I think, you know, sometimes I even I forgot about, particularly with the Keem Hicks. Yeah. Uh, they went out and, and, you know, somehow get a guy like that on their defensive front with Vita Vea and and Levante David. And they got Devin. Well, I mean, their their defense is is still very, very sharp. Um, my my only nitpick of this entire team is I, I, I'm not afraid of their secondary. Like I'm just I'm, I'm attacking it like. You know, I don't care what they did this season. I'm just attacking it. And I think that there's a possibility that it could hurt them down the line. I don't know if it's going to hurt them in the division, but how do you see this defense stacking up here, Dalton? I mean, we kind of saw it last postseason. I mean, the Rams threw all over the Buccaneers. And it wasn't just that because, you know, obviously the Rams went on and won the Super Bowl. And Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. And Cooper Cup put up one of the best seasons we've ever seen. But that was starting mid-season. I mean, teams were able to just throw all over the Bucs. I mean, they still have an elite run defense. So it's one of those things. It's, I don't know. I mean, if the Bucs get up on you and they have a lead, I feel like they're one of the easier good teams to come back against because you come back by throwing the ball. And like, like we said, you can throw all over them. But, I mean, if you want to enforce the run, I mean, that's going to be tough to do against this team. So, while I do think they have a good defense, I do think they could be in some shootouts this year. And 
you know, I, Brady's going to put up prolific numbers again. So, I, I mean, it benefits the offense, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a valid point to be had, Colin, with the fact that, you know, Tampa Bay did really just, they came out, they had a, you know, their defense in the passing game against the Rams. The Rams did whatever they wanted. I feel like they've got the defensive line, but, you know, they they got a couple pieces to their secondary and, you know, Keanu Neal, Logan Ryan, but I don't really know if that's enough uh, to, to, to justify what I think could be problematic uh, for them. And then if you're going to look at it from the division itself, you know, I mean, obviously the Saints are trying to rejuvenate the, the receiver group, which we'll talk about later. Uh, the Panthers have, I think, 2,000-yard threats. And I, I think that, you know, the Falcons are, you know, with Kyle Pitts, I think he'll be a tough matchup for everybody this season in the division. So uh, what, did, what do you think about uh, the Bucks defense and, and that pass defense specifically? Are you as concerned about it as us, or do you even think that it will matter too much? Uh, I think probably my main point coming off their defense is if they can stay, stay healthy on defense because I'm – I'm fully expecting Tom Brady to keep them in the games when they are down or if they're needing to stay in a game. Um, like like Dalton said, I mean, they got Julio Jones. He can go potentially for 1,000 yards this year. Mike Evans is always going to catch the ball when Tom Brady throws it. Chris Godwin coming back, that's huge for him. On the defensive side, um, like you said, Akeem Hicks losing JPP and Sue, it's a huge signing. And although that secondary is bad, I'm not as worried about it, only because you still have Tom Brady on that other side. And if they can stay healthy, I'm not saying they're going to win every game when it's close, but uh, I, I'm just not as concerned about them falling apart with their secondary when you have a guy like Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, that, that might be all it takes. Um, it, it may not matter. You know, we, we could sit there and nitpick all day long, but I mean, the fact is he wins. Uh, he's probably the, the better and, and the best uh, winner in the conference. Uh, when you talk about the fact that uh, he just flat out doesn't choke when it matters and when the game is on the line. And uh, I, I think, you know, this is going to be something to, to keep an eye on because look, I, I they're loaded. Uh, and the expectation here is Super Bowl, right? I mean, with Tom, we don't necessarily know when he's going to come back, but we're assuming he's going to come back. But, you know, at some point during the regular season, probably by week one. But, you know, I don't think he just came back to settle for a conference title appearance or settle for a division loss or just to beat the Eagles one time. I just think it comes down to, you know, can can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get another Super Bowl at this man? 23 years in the league. Age 45, Tom Brady. About as good as it gets. They let go of Bruce Arians. Bowles comes in. I think that's the right move. The Brady move. And I agree with that. And, and, and we'll see just kind of where, where things go. Uh, next up uh, is the Saints, uh, which they're going to look a little bit different this year, obviously, with no Sean Payton. Uh, they're getting Michael Thomas uh, back on the fold. They've, they've clearly decided to upgrade this roster. Uh, and I think this roster is about as good as it gets. I mean, they're very talented. Uh, They've got the pieces in terms of depth uh, to be just as good as any team in this division, including Tampa. Uh, But I think the drop-off here, Colin, I'll start with you, is I I think it's really what can we expect from Winston because he was, I think, very good before he got hurt. And I think he was headed in a project. He was, In my opinion, he was headed towards getting this team a playoff spot had he not gotten hurt. 
They basically went down to Taysom Hill, which I think we've seen. The experiment of Taysom Hill, a quarterback, is just not good enough for a contending team and a team to make the playoffs. So, you know, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the Saints, and, and what do you think they will be this coming season? I know I said that Tampa Bay was basically my lock for this division, but I think Saints could be sneaky good here as well. Um, getting or moving on from Sean Payton, I think that was the best move in the division for the offseason. I think it was his time to go. When it comes to Winston, I'm very excited to see him come back. Um, although he does have the issues with the interceptions in the past, I think he's still a very strong passer. Um, I do like that Michael Thomas is coming back for him. If he can stay healthy, that's another great option, um, especially a sh- short route threat. Um, Jarvis Landry coming in and then Olave in the draft. I'm, I'm excited to see what Winston can do out here. Um, I think the running game could be strong and help him out as well. Um, snuck up on me. I completely forgot. Mark Ingram is back with Kamara, and I love that duo right there. Mm-hmm. I think it could open a lot for him, and I think he's going to do well. Well, you know, Dalton, like, you know, with, with speaking on Winston, you know, he – this last season, and you know, before he got hurt, you know, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions for, for, you know, seven games last, seven games for them. He looked really sharp. I mean, he would, really was truly headed in, uh, uh, I think, a very solid level. Guy we might have even put, you know, I think he's kind of on the verge of top 15. Uh, but maybe by the end of the season last year, if he was actually able to play, like, I think he would have shaken up the quarterback ratings a bit. Like he was on a really good projection. I think a lot of people aren't remembering that. Uh, but but I think with Michael Thomas back, like Colin was saying, that could be something interesting to follow. But um, what do you think about this Saints offense and and you know the Camara situation is kind of untangled. You know off, this offseason seems like he's going to play. Uh, what do you think of the offense with no Sean Payton? I think this is one of the most underrated offenses in the NFL. I've been a big Jameis supporter for most of his career. And the big knock on him was always, well, he can throw for 5,000 yards, but he's going to throw 30 picks. Well, last year he was efficient. If you take Jameis Winston's talent with the weapons they have and he becomes an efficient quarterback, there's no reason this team can't be a Super Bowl contender. Mm. And they sneakily have, I would argue, you put their weapons up against the Buccaneers. You've got mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. Now, that's a big if, if he can stay healthy. Yeah. But the last time we saw him on the field, I mean, he broke the receptions record for the yeah. NFL. I mean, yeah. And then you draft Chris Olave and you bring in Jarvis Landry, which is a very underrated move. I think Jarvis Landry is one of the best safety blankets in the NFL. Just a great slot receiver. You can count on him for 80 to 90 catches a year. Olave is going to take the top off the defense. And you got Mr. Slant Boy, Mike Thomas, you know, can't guard Mike. He's not the same player he was, but I mean, you could argue at the end of this year, Michael Thomas will be their number two or three receiver. Mm-hmm. If Michael Thomas is your number two or three receiver, you've got a pretty good receiving core. Yeah. And then you've got Kamara out of the backfield. Um, I'm not as high on Mark Ingram as Colin is. I think Mark Ingram's washed. The duo. I mean, it, it's a great duo 90-10 because, I mean, Kamara's still, <laughs> still an elite playmaker. Um, he's a Again, you can count on him for another 80 to 90 catches. I mean, this yeah. team just yeah. has so many weapons. Yeah. I think this could be a really good offense this year. Well, you're probably hoping that. Tony Jones Jr. is the second option to represent your, yeah, your fellow Irish. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think that'll be something to watch out for is just the dynamic of the SEAL guys. And then, you know, on the offensive line, they did lose Armstead. Uh, I think there's some fair questions there. But, you know, they did go out in the first round, uh, got Trevor Penning, a, 
you know, a nice solid tackle. I think he can can help him out. And you know, I, I'm I'm high on Winston this year. Uh, and I think he has a chance for comeback player of the year. I think they'll probably look at him for for comeback player of the year if he has a good season. Uh, I just think he's got what it takes. I really do. I think this was just like the perfect situation for him to learn under Drew Brees and and to kind of just see. All right, like this is the next chapter of my career, and uh, you know I can take this in a direction where I I did exactly the same thing as I did in Tampa and then lose my job, or I can get and find ways to be more consistent because I think we all know the talents there. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, uh, Tyron Matthew, they picked up Marcus May. Uh, you know, this is a, a defense that I, I, I really, again, I really like it. They're deep. Uh, they're deep in the secondary, especially. Um, I, I think the key for me, Colin, is what they're going to get out of linebacker. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on the Saints defense and, and, you know, how how good do you think that this defense can be? What what can the potential be of this defense? I I think if they're not already ranked at it, I think they're going to be a top five defense again. Um, I love Tyron Matthew coming in. Uh, I think he's a dog back there. I'm not saying he's one of the best, but I think he is a great pickup for him. Um, I do think, like you mentioned, I do think New Orleans has a better secondary than the Saints. But my bump with the Bucks over the Saints, not necessarily defense, was Tom Brady was a big factor there. Sure. Um, but really, I mean, this is going to be a very loaded defense. This is going to be a very loaded offense. I think, like Dalton said, this could be the most underrated team in the league. Uh, very excited to see this defense play, especially at home. We know that they're dogs at home. Well, I mean, I, I, I self-assured – was my 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 uh, opinion on their over? Uh, I like I like I like I I'm strong on that one. Uh, but in terms of of this defense, what what are your thoughts on uh, the the defense that they have, Dalton? Uh, can this defense you know be at the level that it's been the last couple of years? Pretty good. Uh, make, makes them relatively competitive, despite you know many people's question marks about what Winston can actually be. Yeah, I think this will be another year with another great Saints defense. I mean, and we've seen it since Brady came to Tampa. Who's the one team that has Brady's number? It's the Saints. Brady, other than that one playoff game, Brady just cannot figure out the Saints team. Um, so if anybody's going to have a good chance to dethrone the Bucks in the division, I think it's the Saints. And while I mentioned, you know, talk, touched on their weapons, how they have a very underrated offense, I think their defense is better than their offense and can carry them in games if Jameis struggles. I mean, he's going to have some games where he makes some mistakes. I mean, that's just who Jameis is. I mean, he's going to have a few games. I know we didn't see it last year, but he didn't play the full season, where he has three or four picks and just makes some boneheaded plays. I think this defense is good enough to keep them in games when he does that. Um, I think this is one of the best all-around complete teams in the NFL. I mean, there are certainly better teams because they have such a high-powered offense or high-powered defense. But I, I make the argument that this is a top-10 offense and top-10 defense. I really like the Saints this year, and it wouldn't shock me at all if I said the Bucks were the clear favorite. I think that's just because of Brady. It wouldn't shock me at all if the Saints take this division this year. Now, what are your thoughts, though, on Peyton no longer being the guy – them bringing in Dennis Allen, can he just? I mean, I mean, we saw Dennis Allen last; wasn't great. Peyton, at this point, you know, was one of the better coaches. Was one of the better coaches heading out. You know, do you think 
I guess, are, are you higher on Dennis Allen? Because you, you got him as a top 10 offense. You got him as a top 10 defense. I mean, are you as concerned about the new coach? I'm not too concerned. Um, as Colin touched on, I wasn't the biggest Sean Payton fan either, but he was a very creative play caller. Um, I don't think Dennis Allen's a great coach by any means, but I think Sean Payton left such a great base foundation. I mean, you could argue his team got better in the offseason. I would argue that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would take a really bad coaching job for this team to really struggle. I'm not the biggest Dennis Allen fan, but I think the weapons can kind of bail him out of a lot of games. Uh, Colin, do you would you agree on Allen? I completely agree with everything he said. I mean, I was glad to see Peyton go. I think it was time for him to go. Um, honestly, I I think the foundation, like Dalton said, is already laid. Um, at this point, it's it's his team to mess up. But again, what Dalton said, um, it's just it's just such a loaded team already. I just I just think they're gonna be. Very, very good. Yeah, I mean, Peyton is a great coach. And uh, do I absolutely not buy the fact that, you know, he's just going to sit there and tire? No, I don't. Uh, I think Jerry will, Jerry will probably just throw him as much money as he wants to be a Dallas Cowboys head coach. Uh, but but when it comes to, you know, what he built there, there's no denying it. I mean, incredible success, uh, you know, and was able to get that Super Bowl there. And uh, I, I think, you know, as long as Dennis Allen doesn't screw it up too much, uh, there's no reason uh, that, you know, that this can't work. We've cried out loud. He was, Sean was winning about 63% of his games. And, you know, I think this was a very similar roster, uh, just despite the Breeze and Winston obvious connection there. Uh, but I, I don't think there's any reason that this team can't be good. I, I see them making the playoffs. Personally, I think, I think they probably make the playoffs. Uh, I, I would like them, you know, and, I just, they've got a great, they've got a great team. Uh, next up, uh, a team that I am kind of, I, I switched up the order. I was going to go Bucks, uh, Falcons, uh, but, but I just, I just didn't do that, but I'm going to go ahead and, and give the, the Falcons their love here uh, early on. Uh, you know, they got Mariota quarterback this year. Uh, Arthur Smith is in his second year on the job that uh, they, they've honestly like, I just thought this was an incredibly disappointing offseason. Like, I don't think they, like, I don't know what they did different. Like, they went out, they got a quarterback, they drafted Desmond Ritter. You spent really high on a receiver, but, you know, he's already got an injury on him. You don't necessarily know how that's going to look or how much that can affect him down the line. I just, I feel like this team is definitely a work in progress. So I'm not like trying to like judge them like a contender, but I think the entire question, I guess the first thing we have to answer and Colin, I'll start with you on this is like, what do you think of what they're trying to build? Because I don't necessarily think they're trying to build a playoff team. I don't think they're really wanting to do that this coming season. I don't think they'd mind getting a top end pick in the draft and maybe putting themselves back in the quarterback chase. So with the roster that they have, like, how would you feel about it if you were a Falcons fan? Honestly, I don't. I I think their situation that's going on right now is uh, definitely a rebuild um, with their quarterback situation. I don't know if Mariota's starting. I don't know if they're going to be sharing snaps by the end of the year or what's going to be happening here. Um, we saw Mariota a little bit when Derek Carr got hurt. 
definitely using in the running game. So I don't know exactly what they're going to happen there. Um, if I was a Falcons fan, I'm just thankful I got AJ Terrell and Kyle Pitts because those are two very solid players. Um, I like to see him build a little bit more on that. Like you said, they didn't really do a whole lot this offseason. Um, saw today that they were the 30th ranked defense. Um, I saw they brought back Grady uh, uh, Jarrett. Uh, yeah. Casey Hayward yeah, Casey got added in the Rashawn Evans. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like I don't want to judge them like a contender, like you said, because they are rebuilding. I I hate the Calvin Ridley situation. That is right. terrible right. for any new quarterback coming into this yeah, team into this situation. Too. Yeah, um, I wish there's something that could be done. I Well, and, and going back to long-term conversation, I think we all would agree Falcons are probably, we all think the Falcons are last in the division. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think we all, I think we all agree on that. So it's not, we're not really making a huge proclamation. So I guess, you know, the next question I have for this team, Dalton, is if you're a quarterback coming into, you know, your college season and you're ready to hit the pros, are you trying to get to Atlanta? Like if you're a young, if you're a Bryce Young, if you're a CJ Stroud and you have the chance to play with a Kyle Pitts, a Drake London, and, but potentially you, you would have to think they would maybe do something at running back, even though Patterson was very good last year. Uh, what do you think of that situation and environment for a future quarterback to come in? So I'll, I think this is pretty simple for me. This team sucks. Right. But they're in a great situation, which I mean, sounds crazy. You're saying, how do they suck within a great situation? Mm-hmm. I truly believe this team is a quarterback away from being very competitive. When you've got mm. Drake London, mm. who, I mean, he showed at USC, this is a big physical receiver. He can be yeah. very good. Yeah, uh, It's still, we don't know for sure if Calvin Ridley is going to come back and play for the Falcons or if they're going to trade mm-hmm. him, but he's still out there. And then you've got the most talented tight end to ever step on an NFL field in Kyle Pitts. Generational talent. What he did at 20 years old, we've never seen before. You lock him up long-term. I don't know why every quarterback in college right now would not be chomping at the bit to get to Atlanta. You go draft Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, these guys that are prolific passers, they can turn this team in to an elite offense in a year or two. Um, you know, the defense still needs work, obviously. Yeah, and I agree I, with you. I think they have to go get a running back. I think last year was an anomaly. I am not a believer in Cordero Patterson. I think last year they found a way to use him correctly, but I think teams are going to catch on to that. I, I mean, he's what, 32, 33 yeah, now? Yeah. Uh, how often does a running back break out at that age? Um, he's always been a good weapon, but no one's been able to find out how to use him. And all of a sudden last year it worked. I, I just don't see that, you know, happening again. So, they go, you know, this offseason, they've got some big moves to make. But if they do it right, I think this team could be very competitive next season. I, I think really I'm what I think fascinating with Atlanta is how are they going to keep the train move? They've got the foundation, but at least I think they're trying to build it. They moved off Matt Ryan. They moved off Julio. Like they are trying to bring a whole nother era to Falcons football. Like this isn't Matt. I mean, Matt Ryan, 
Julio Jones, Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez, Michael Turner, that like that's over. Um, it's it's going to come down to what they're going to build here next. And, and this is why they brought in a new front office. This is why they brought in a new coach. And I think, yeah, I, I kind of think they'll be relatively competitive. I don't think they're going to suck, like, like suck, suck. I just think they're going to be like one of those teams. It's like, you know, they're not good, but they're not just going to get crushed. I don't view the Falcons like I do the Texans. I don't view the Falcons like I do the Bears. I think the Falcons are better. And I, so I think they've, they've got better, you got guys to build around. And that's really what I think matters for this team uh, moving forward. And, and we'll see how that, how that all plays out. And then uh, the next team, uh, a team that, uh, you know, I think has a lot of questions uh, at the head coaching spots, at the quarterback spots, is the Carolina Panthers. There's no denying that, you know, Baker Mayfield is a significant upgrade over Sam Darnold. I mean, I think we've seen what Sam Darnold is. It's a lousy starting quarterback in this league. He's just not good enough. Uh, and in Mayfield, certainly an improvement, Colin, over, over Darnold. But I think there's a lot of, I mean, we, you know, in the NFL, there's always a lot of jobs in the line. But I feel like when you think of jobs in the line, this is the team. You could see everybody on the staff get blown up. You could see quarterback changes, everything change. You could see McCaffrey gone uh, and not be a part of this team, depending on how this season looks for him. Like, what do you think of how it's all going to shape there? Because I just think there's a lot of questions and fascinations to what this team will look like. I think my big question mark right now, which will really lift this team to being from I guess I'd say mediocre to decent this year would be if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy because he can stay healthy in the, for the run game. And then even for dump offs for Baker, it could help open up things, maybe even bring some confidence to this guy. Baker needs a little bit of that. I mean, you got DJ Moore and he just went absolutely crazy last year um, with uh, my main man, Feb over here, loving Robbie Anderson. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets some more balls this year and get some things going, but I mean, really, the big thing is CMC. Bob says I love him, so apparently he's my favorite player now. No, you do love him. You, you've all, you, you, you've came out on the record and you've said he's the, you've said he's, you, you've came out to me and you've given him high praise, praise that many haven't given him, which is the number one running back in the NFL. Are you standing by that statement? That's the big thing because if he stays healthy, he can be that good and can help lift this team to being decent to an extent, and hopefully helping Baker out too. I mean, I love how you skipped over my question, though. Do you think McCaffrey is a number one back in the NFL? He's if got he stays that potential healthy? if he stays healthy, for sure. But, I mean, okay. I, I got Chris McCaffrey up there, okay. Derek right. Henry, John and Taylor probably fifth or sixth on that list. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, in all series, man, wow. All series, I think, I think CMC will, will lift this offense, um, hopefully gives people wow. some opportunities, but – but I, I that's mean, a first. I'm not going to lie. Jonathan, T- Jonathan Taylor, that, that I mean, top I mean, five range. If you put anybody behind that offensive line, they're just as good as Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. What an absolute. <laughs> and uh, curious to hear your thoughts because, I mean, I know you and I, particularly last season, thought that the Panthers were going to take a step. Mm-hmm. And that failed. They just didn't. They they showed it in like the first couple of games, and then after that, they did. And I still like the team that they have, but I don't necessarily think that they can be content with the quarterback and the coach. Um, 
where are you on Carolina? Do you think they're going to be better than what people think? Like, what's your thoughts? So you kind of touched on it. Uh, I was very high on them last offseason. I thought I loved the weapons they had, and I thought Matt Rule was a good coach. Matt Rule is a fraud. Matt Rule sucks. It is time to get him out of Carolina I, I to see what this team can actually do. I agree. Um, I might be the only one that thinks this. I'm sure you guys will not agree with me. I was very upset to see Matt Corral get hurt because I wanted to see him start this year. I think we've seen what Baker can do. I know he was injured last year, but I just don't think he's the guy in the NFL. Sam Darnold is terrible. I don't know if Sam Darnold is a backup. Sam Darnold is just pitiful. We've seen a lot from him. Like, and I just, just think he's seen enough. Yeah. Enough yeah. is enough. I realize he didn't have a lot of help in New York, but he comes to Carolina and has weapons galore and still can't do it. I think we've seen right. enough from Sam Darnold. We haven't seen anything from Matt Corral yet. Mm. I think he is the most talented quarterback on this roster. Um, I don't know. It's very unfortunate that he went down. I, I'm excited to see him next year. I hope Baker moves on and Matt Corral can, uh, you know, win the job. But as far as this year goes, Colin kind of touched on it. I mean, DJ Moore is a great receiver. Yeah. Just yeah. Some, you're good with Sam Darnold at quarterback. Right, you're exactly. good. Yeah. Just had some really bad touchdown luck. I uh, can't crack the five touchdowns. I think that changes this year. Baker is definitely the best quarterback he's played with. Yeah. Um, Colin joked about it, but yes, I do like Robbie Anderson. Uh, last year was a down year for him. Um, Which was a joke. Was a joke. It was a joke. I, yeah, yeah. I they don't joke. know if it's going to get better this year because in the offseason, you know, the rumors that the Panthers were going to go get Baker Mayfield, and he was not real fond of that. He even kind of toyed with retirement. So not sure. He if, did. Yeah, he did. And I think it was serious. I don't know if he's fully invested anymore. And they went and got Terrace Marshall last year. Mm-hmm. He could take a bigger step this year. Yeah. If McCaffrey stays healthy, he's obviously going to be involved in the passing game. Yeah. Um, I, I like this Panthers team. I just don't know what their ceiling is with Baker. I mean, could they win seven or eight games? Sure. But I don't think this is a playoff team. Um, and that that's just personally, I don't think Baker is good enough to get this team to the playoffs. I, I would be really intrigued. Like if you, if, if Baker just sucked, if he just, I've been thinking about this lately. If he just sucked, he, he just was so bad and he just wasn't cutting it. And Jimmy G was still available in the market. Like, are you, cons- would you consider that if you're Carolina, if you're the front office and you're Matt rule, who's probably, who's probably looking at a very hot seat are like, would you consider that? Because if they suck really bad and you give them a, t- a young quarterback, if we talk about this team, like they're going to be top five in the draft and you get them like, a Bryce Young. Well, I would lock it in right now if they get a guy that, like that coming out of the draft. Nick, they're making the playoffs. I think they're that they've got that good of a young defense. I think there that is something that we don't, at least I don't think about. EJ Moore was 25 years old. Robbie Anderson is still under 30. It feels like he's older than that. He's under 30. They drafted a the offensive lineman from NC State. Talented player, but Obviously, his rookie season can't necessarily expect too much. Uh, McCaffrey, he's 26. I mean, I understand, you know, running backs have a certain limitation by a certain age, but 
mean, that's not, it's not old. DJ Moore's 25. That's, that's not old. You can sustain production at those ages. So I don't think it's necessarily a situation that they have to go win right now, but man, long-term a lot of play here. Like I'm talking, that's a team like two or three years down the line. If they start putting together the right way, I think they could be number one in the division. I don't, I don't care if Tom, I don't care if Tom's back. If Tom plays two or three years, I think this that's how close this team is. If you give them a true quarterback. Which you talk about Jimmy G coming in potentially when Baker sucks, which I don't know how much I believe that'll help just because I don't think they're fully there as much as you do. Um, I do think in a couple of years they could be good. I even think in three years, I think the Saints will be better still if Winston's still around and they can retain yeah. some of that talent. But I do believe in a couple of years they will be good. I mean, like you said, with those ages, if Chris McCaffrey can stay healthy, if someone else doesn't snap uh, or snatch up DJ Moore, I mean, someone. I, I don't really like the Jimmy G move, but like you said, if they can steal somebody in the draft, maybe help themselves out in other positions, I mean, who knows where this team can go. Yeah, and, you know, the thing the thing last season, or couple, really a couple, oh, they went all in on the draft. First year, Rule gets there and really touched the offense. He went straight after the defense. I think that's working out for him. Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, like those are building blocks. Burns, like there's, they've got good pieces on that end too, uh, Dalton, that I think should be exciting to Carolina. Like I, I, I understand it seems like there's a lot of hot seats there, but I, I am, I'm on the more optimistic side. Are you still optimistic about their future? as much as I am, or are you falling off that because of what happened the last season? Yeah, I'm still very optimistic on this team. Um, you know, we saw it last year. They started off 3-0, and that was in big part because of their defense. I mean, they do have a good defense. Uh, if they had a quarterback last year, they're a playoff team. I mean, it's as simple as that. If Sam Darnold was not playing quarterback last year, the Panthers are a playoff team. I agree. Um, and what I just said with the Falcons, I think that's amplified with the Panthers. Mm. I said the Falcons are a quarterback away from being competitive. Mm-hmm. I think the Panthers are a quarterback away from being Super Bowl good. I mean, I know that might sound a little crazy, but you look at these weapons. <laughs> DJ Moore might be the most underrated receiver in the league. You get him a great quarterback. There's no telling what he can do. As I touched on, I think the defense is good enough to keep them in games and go win them some games. I mean, I think Jeremy Chin is a great DB. J.C. Horn, you know, he got hurt last year, but I think he's going to bounce back and be great this year. Yeah, Uh, Derek Brown. um, I like this team a lot. I would say I'm just as optimistic as you are with this team. I think they are very close. They just need a coach and a quarterback. Would it shock you? Would it shock you if they get, like if they snuck in a wild card spot, would that shock you? This year? Yeah. With Baker Mayfield as quarterback, it would. I I don't see this team going over 500 with Baker Mayfield. Mm. I mean, if we get a little glimpse of hope from Baker, I mean, they could get that good. But again, what Dalton was just touching on, it's it's Baker. I mean, the Browns have. I would argue the Browns have a much better roster than the Panthers, and we saw he couldn't get it done there. I mean, I know again, injuries played a big part in that. But has he really ever been that good in the NFL? Mm. I was high on Baker as a rookie. Mm. But even pre-injury last year, was he really showing that many signs of promise? No. I just think, like I said with Sam Darnold, I think we know what Baker is. He's a mediocre quarterback. He's not bad. He's not good. He's just there. Um, 
And I don't know. I, I just don't think this team can really reach its ceiling with Baker at the helm. So do you think that they would be better if they got like a Jimmy G later on, like Bob said, or do you think that they're still not it this year? Like if you get that type of player. Yeah. I'm just curious. What yeah. You what do you, yeah. What do you think? So, you know, Bob, you and I talked about last week, if the Jets went and got Jimmy G, they're a playoff team. I think the Panthers are probably a better roster right now than the Jets. So I think if the Panthers go get Jimmy G, yeah, there's no reason they can't win 10 games and sneak in as a wild card. I mean, I don't think they would challenge for the division. I still think the Saints and Bucks are better. Mm. But Jimmy G gets a lot of hate, but he knows how to win games. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. Last year, he went to an NFC championship and almost, I mean, down to the wire, almost beat the Super Bowl champions. So Jimmy G knows how to win in this league. With the weapons that the Panthers have and the defense, if you just bring him in and say, don't turn the ball over, don't go lose us any games, I think he can do that. I like that. I just think if it, they've got two to two going. I think their direction can go as a franchise can go a hundred different ways. It can be they can decide to win now. They can decide to, you know, pedal back, get draft picks. I... I'm just, I, I, I could really see it go either way, to be honest with you. I, I don't really think it would shock me all that much if this team made the playoffs. I mean, it just, it just wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't say if they meant to win the division, obviously that's a stunner, but if they made the playoffs, they snuck in, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, obvious things here with the Buccaneers and what they can be this season. But again, I think the bottom of this division, there's a lot of intrigue with where where these teams, where these franchises will go. Uh, it's going to be fun, uh, and you know I, I, that will just we'll just make this a quick one for you. Uh, this will be just about it for us here on the Linsanity Podcast. Next week, uh, we will be discussing uh, the NFC East uh, with Dallas, uh, the Giants, uh, the Eagles, and, uh, and and that should be a fun one. We'll bring in. Uh, I mentioned the commanders with your favorite. I, well, the command, the commanders. I forgot about the command. Favorite quarterback? No, we all know that's not my favorite quarterback. We all, we all know I'm very clear on on them not being that. Yeah, no, we all know I'm I'm not on a Carson Wentz guy. What are we doing? Uh, I I uh, and I've been I've been leading that train, not the not just catching it on the bandwagon. Uh, I uh, I I'm very you know. I'm excited for what we have coming up. Uh, no fast five for you this week. Uh, we just wanted to mix it up. Uh, we'll probably bring that back in next week uh, with the guests that we have coming on for you, uh, which we'll keep uh, you involved with those uh, as we get going. So uh, once again, thank you for joining the Lynn Sandy podcast. Uh-huh.